This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. For more downloads, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. Good afternoon, everyone. Salvation, living a life in Christ. Um, salvation. What is that? Uh, what are we being saved from? And Jesus Christ, how or why does the Lord Jesus Christ have any influence, any effect at all in our lives today? After all, he was on the earth um, over 2,000 years ago. Well, the dictionary definition of salvation states the following. Uh, salvation, saving or being saved, especially from sin and its consequences. Or salvation, a person or thing that preserves from loss or calamity. And if you marry that up with uh, the act of saving, uh, if you ignore the references to goalkeepers, and there are some in a, in a football match, and obviously we're not talking about English or Spanish goalkeepers here, then to save is to effect spiritual salvation. Okay. So, let's then look at uh, salvation what it is and why there is a need for it uh, and we're going to show that such an act is intertwined not just with the life of the Lord Jesus Christ but also the way in which we respond to the challenge that has been set by him uh, during his ministry and in his teachings so a challenge therefore that requires us to follow his example in the way that we live out our lives now indeed living a life in Christ right then so let's start at the beginning shall we let's, let's go back very briefly to the book of Genesis Genesis chapter 2 uh, we're in the garden of Eden with Adam uh, and very briefly we're setting the scene the, the reason why salvation is needed and what it is that we're being saved from so Genesis chapter 2 and verse 15 and the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. So, Adam was placed in the garden, and he had a job to do. He had to dress and keep that which he had been given, in this case, the garden he had to dress it he had to serve it because that's what it literally means and he had to keep it he had to protect it cherish it take heed over its care this was an important thing that God had 
done with Adam right at the very beginning of life so how did he do? well he failed he failed because he allowed the serpent to enter in so that he could with subtlety persuade Eve that disobeying God's other commandment wouldn't be a problem the other commandment verse 16 was that Adam or his wife Eve were not allowed to eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge the knowledge of good and evil and if they did they would die actually the correct rendition of the Hebrew words here is not they would die but in dying thou shalt die and that sums life up doesn't it Adam didn't die on the spot did he indeed he lived for another 930 years but from that very point he started to die he aged albeit slowly but instead of being good as the bible puts it a state where he would not have died had he obeyed God's commandments he became mortal like you and me that was the effect of Adam's actions and even now the consequences are with us every day for in this generation we do well don't we to reach a century of years and we all know that we're all going to die so because of this act this act of disobedience this act of sin for that is what sin is disobedience to the will of God all mankind are subject to the punishment of death and that is what we need to be saved from that is salvation being saved from the consequences of sin which is death itself and that is where the second Adam comes into play the second Adam the second son of God the Lord Jesus Christ a son not as Adam born from the dust of the ground but born from above by the Holy Spirit power of God at work on the virgin Mary he it was that would take to heart the commandments of God from the beginning of creation and show to the world how we should live a life of obedience and thereby be saved from death it's Romans 6 isn't it we'll look at it later that explains this quite succinctly at the end of the chapter Paul writes for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord and I suppose in laying it out in this way he portrays the mercy and grace of God mercy not receiving that which we deserve which is the punishment of death because we all sin by disobeying God in our lives and grace by receiving that which we do not deserve which is everlasting life but in order to push away the one and receive the other a reconciliation has to be made to bridge the breach that had occurred in Genesis in the garden and that reconciliation is primarily obtained by the actions of the Lord Jesus Christ but this also requires response 
by every one of us. It's, um, it's interesting at times to study themes that God has placed for us in his, uh, in his book, in his word, in the Bible. You might think at times that they're in quite inadvertently random passages in here, but they tend to have a theme and a, a, a focus. God, in knowing the end from the beginning, is able to place little cameos in scripture for us to follow and one of these little cameos is the command that was given to Adam to dress and to keep we, we haven't time to look at them all now but the principle set down in Genesis is applied at various times and occasions in scripture albeit it is often translated to serve and to keep the translation to serve being exactly the same word as to dress in effect, God is giving his people something. Whether it's setting apart of the tribe of Levi in Numbers 33, sorry, Numbers 3, uh, to the things of God, or the commandments that he gave to the people as a whole in Deuteronomy 11. Their task, in both cases, was to dress and keep those things which God had laid down. It was an act of faith. It was an act of obedience, an act of service to their God. Let's just look at one of those occasions, this time in relation to Joshua. Uh, Joshua 22, it's the end of Joshua's life, and he's leaving instructions in effect to the children of Israel in the Promised Land. Uh, Joshua 22 and verse 5 it says but take diligent heed to do the commandments and the law which Moses the servant of the Lord charged you to love the Lord your God and to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and to cleave unto him and to serve him Dress him with all your heart and with all your soul. So Joshua blessed them and sent them away. That is what Joshua left on record for the children of Israel. An instruction to keep and to serve the things of God. I came not to do my will, but the will of him that sent me. That was the grace of Joshua, wasn't it? Wasn't it? That was the Lord Jesus Christ fulfilling in his lifetime the dressing and keeping of the things that God had placed in his care. Namely, the word and the commandments of God his Father. He was tempted in all things like as we are, yet without sin. He fulfilled his task. And he therefore didn't deserve the punishment. He didn't deserve to die. So, we have need of salvation from death. We don't deserve it. We can't earn it. It is the gift of God. And that salvation comes not from the first Adam, born of the dust of the ground and returning to the dust. No, salvation comes from the second Adam, from the spiritual things of God, shown to us in the life of his obedient son 
So let's see then. If we can just follow this principle of salvation. Living a life in Christ. Using the epistle of Peter as a vehicle to guide us through that process. The first epistle of Peter. And we'll go in in chapter 1 and verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath forgotten, begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. That's the calling. We have been called. We have been adopted into a lively hope, a living hope. We're not looking to die. We're looking to live forever. That's what Peter says, verse 4, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away. And this lively hope is brought to the fore by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It's um, Hebrews, isn't it, that goes into extensive detail on this matter, com comparing and explaining how the requirements for sacrifice under the Mosaic law and under the Levitical priesthood were pointing forward to the life and the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 9 and, uh, and verse 22. And in Hebrews 9 verse 22 we're told that without the shedding of blood there is no remission. No remission, no removal, no wiping away of sin and the effects of sin which is death. But verse 26 goes on to say that he, Jesus, appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Verse 27, And as it is appointed unto man to die once, but after this judgment, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many, and to them that look for him shall he appear the second time unto salvation. So Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ, as an atonement for sin, as a way of healing the breach between uh, God and man that occurred through the actions of Adam in the garden, the Lord Jesus Christ gave his life as a perfect offering to God, a perfect sinless sacrifice. And God, because Jesus did not deserve the punishment for sin, he raised him from the grave. He raised him from the grave to live forever. And that again is what Peter alludes to. Uh, first epistle again, chapter 1 and verse 18. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot who verily was foreordained 
before the foundation of the world but was manifested in these last times for you who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God so this is the principle isn't it the principle set down by God be perfect in your character dress and keep the commandments that I have laid before you and you will not die the problem with that though is that we can't attain to that level we might not have the faith to carry out those things in such a manner we may not have the commitment we may not have the self-discipline to continually obey God in that way so the only way forward and again it relates back to the grace and mercy of God is for us to be able to show that we want to be associated with a sinless life and therefore commit ourselves to that path in all sincerity so we need a fresh start we need as Peter says to be born again verse 23 being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever so how do we do that well that was the question that Nicodemus asked the Lord Jesus Christ wasn't it in the opening verses of John chapter 3 how can a man be born when he is old can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born well obviously he can't be can he this is a matter of symbology God doesn't expect us to sacrifice ourselves by taking our lives he doesn't expect us to be able to enter again into our mother's womb and be born but he does expect us he does invite us to commit our lives to Christ through association with his death by the act of baptism and through that that's how we start again by the renewing of our way of life and our commitment to the Lord our God being no more sons and daughters of Adam but brothers and sisters of the Lord Jesus Christ now we'll go to Romans Romans chapter 6 Romans chapter 6 and verse 3 Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father even so we also should walk in newness of life for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection knowing this that our old man is crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should not serve sin for he that is dead is freed from sin now if we be dead with Christ we believe 
that we shall also live with him knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more death hath no more dominion over him for in that he died he died unto sin once but in that he liveth he liveth unto God likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord that is the path of salvation that is the opportunity that we have to live a life in Christ and then when he comes back to the, to the earth to establish the kingdom of God on earth as it is destined to be as told to us way back in Genesis from the beginning that is when we, we shall see salvation in a sense we should turn our title of this address on its head look at it back to front in Christ associated with Christ committing ourselves to Christ using the act of baptism as our outward show of commitment dying symbolically going down into the grave and being born again a new creature a new creation not as sons and daughters of Adam destined to die but sons and daughters of God with a new hope indeed living a life in Christ a new and living way rising above the temptation of sin submitting ourselves daily to the constraints of dressing and keeping our characters as we endeavour to follow the commandments of God first epistle chapter 2 of Peter and verse 21 for even hereunto were ye called because Christ also suffered for us leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps who did no sin neither was guile found in his mouth who when he was reviled reviled not again when he suffered he threatened not but committed himself to him that judges righteously who his own self bare our sins in his body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed for ye were as sheep going astray but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls we have been called and Christ has left us an example that we verse 21 again should follow his steps this is Peter remember just go back to keep your finger in Peter go back to Matthew chapter 4 the gospel of Matthew and the fourth chapter in verse 18 it says Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brethren Simon called Peter so here is Peter meeting the Lord Jesus Christ verse 19 and he saith unto them follow me and I will make you fishers of men 
actually the wording there which says follow me means come here come here and I will make you fishes of men verse 20 and they straightway left their nets and followed him different word it actually means follow down the road so Jesus said come here and they followed him down the road Okay, go to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22. This is at the end of the Lord's ministry, and it's Peter again. And he's followed the Lord Jesus as he's been taken away by the chief priests and scribes. Verse 54. Then took they him, Jesus, and led him and brought him into the high priest's house, and Peter followed afar off. Peter is now following afar off. Not closely, afar off. What happened? He denied his Lord. He denied his Lord. Now we're back to Peter. First epistle again. And chapter 2 and that verse 21. Now Peter is telling us that Christ has left us an example that ye should follow his steps and that wording there isn't come here it's not follow me down the road it's follow me closely closely identify with me copy me mimic me be with me not afar off because that's where we fall away follow me closely we are no longer sheep without a shepherd, aimlessly wandering through life unto death. We follow Jesus, sacrificing our own self, not on the tree as Jesus was asked to do, but daily throughout our lives in our service to our God. Peter again, first epistle, chapter 3, verse 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. For it is better if the will of God be so that ye suffer for well-doing than for evil doing for Christ also hath once suffered for sins the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh but quickened by the spirit this is the way of salvation this is a, a road to redemption not a road to death a road that will see the gathering of the just and the gift of immortality in the kingdom age to come when salvation shall come to the earth because of the faithfulness of the Son of God. The world as we know it will come to an end. Sin shall be wiped off the face of the earth. The glories of Eden will once again be restored. Second Peter. We'll finish with the words Second Peter three from verse eleven. 
says, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Not death, righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. And account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you. As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which they that are unlearned and un unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures unto their destruction. But ye, therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware, lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. But grow, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, information about what we believe, and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk. Mm -hmm.